Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Over the last few days, we've been going through each and every super coach player in every single position and talking about how we feel about those. Not every single player, we've been going through the main players in each position and giving our thoughts and mainly talking about the ones that we are seriously considering. Uh, we've already done hooker, front row forward, 2RF. Each of those three were their own podcast. You go back and have a listen to those if you would like. Today, we're going to do halfback and 5 eight. I'm going to combine these two. Um, uh, because there are a few that overlap with jewels and whatnot and uh, probably the least amount for both of these positions. Uh, so I'm going to combine these two to talk about them. So we're going to start at halfback. Really interesting conversation. Uh, obviously, you've got two absolute standouts, Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. Uh, for me, I as I said a few days ago, I think that... To start the season, I'm not expecting uh, these guys to absolutely brain it and put up those monumental scores that you just can't possibly keep up with. I personally think uh, they will lose a little bit of money to start the season. I wouldn't be surprised to see these guys get down to a roundabout. Nathan Cleary down to maybe the 850k mark. Nico Hines back down to probably the 900 sort of k mark. Uh, but I think if you have a look through last season in particular, uh, and you have a look at the first four games... And you have a look at players in this competition and how they went in the first four games compared to their season average for the rest of the season. And I just got a couple of notes down here uh, of certain guys. So, for example... Nathan Cleary, he averaged 89 across the season. The games that he played in the first four weeks, he averaged 56. Uh, You look at Tommy Turbo, he averaged 86 across the season. The first four weeks, he averaged just 82. You will remember, he absolutely murdered the Canterbury Bulldogs in the first week as well. Uh, A guy like Jermaine Asako, uh, he scored, he averaged 77 throughout the season. He scored 100 in his first game. And you remember how hot the Dolphins started? Uh, He averaged 70 across that period. You look at a guy like Nico Hines, He only played one game in the first four weeks. It was week four, and he put 180 on the St. George of the Dragons. But my point is, 
that the first month, a lot of teams are focused on defense. They're trying to keep points to a minimum. And I think the first three to four weeks is a bit of an outlier defensively. I think scores tend to be a little bit lower. I think it's a bit harder for the absolute superstars to stand and deliver in those first few weeks. And then it starts to open up a little bit more. And you have a look at, you know, Nathan Cleary after those first few weeks, it started to open up for him. Obviously, Nico Hines, he came in and just absolutely brained it from the get-go. But would he have done that in the first few weeks when I think teams are on a little bit more defensively, I'm not totally convinced. Uh, You have a look from week four onwards. Nathan Cleary went 124, 158, 86. Uh, And then in the next five weeks, had scores of 120, 82, 125. So I think it is very evident that the start of the season is a little bit tighter. It does make sense. Teams are fresh. Teams have got a big emphasis on defense. If they don't, once again, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, It tends to be the best defensive side or a top three defensive side every single year going back around about the last 15 years wins the premiership. So all teams have a big emphasis on defense. Games tend to be a little bit tighter to start the season. Uh, If you're one of the teams going to Vegas... I think those games are going to be super tight. Uh, Those fields are going to be five metres more narrow than a normal NRL field, so even more reason for them to be tighter affairs. I just don't see a stack of points being scored early. Now... Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines, they could average well and truly below uh, their season average or what their price has them at, and they could still average 80 across that period, which will probably still be the best of all the halfbacks that are there. So you've got to make a decision what you're going to do there. I am not quite sure which direction I'm going to go at the moment. I plan to have one of them. Which one it will be, I'm not too sure, but I do plan to have one of them. I am a bit of a Nath Cleary homer, I'm not going to lie. Uh, So Nath Cleary is probably the one I'm leaning towards. He is obviously cheaper. It's 50 grand that I can spend elsewhere as well. I'm not overly convinced on Nico Hines to start the season. I think that combination with Braden Trindle might take a little bit of time to sort out. Uh, But that's the direction I'm probably going to head in. I'm thinking Nathan Cleary to start. My other halfback spot is well and truly open. Other guys here. Sean Johnson, uh, coming off a career-high year. He was fantastic last season. Can he do that again? Maybe. Can he improve on that? I probably doubt it. I think last year was the peak that we will see of SJ. More than happy to be proven wrong, but uh, with a price tag of almost 800K, uh, I'm going to look in a different direction. Daly Cherry Evans, he's obviously overpriced because he had a huge finish to the season. Shout out to Tim Williams. I uh, obviously had him in my team and he brained it. Uh, Jerome Hughes, 722K. A little bit too much. Too much of a gamble with Hughes, especially with the Panthers in round one. Mitch Moses, sub 700k, don't mind it, uh, but I've never been a huge Mitch Moses guy when it comes to Supercoach, just has to do a lot to score. Adam Reynolds, Sam Walker, these guys are going to Vegas, I don't quite trust that. I don't know what the Roosters are going to look like. Benny Hunt, Toby Sexton, Matt Burton, no thank you. Luke Brooks, I think he's going to have a really good season, but at 560k, uh, to make money, he is essentially going to have to average 65. Am I confident he's going to be able to do that in a new side? Uh, not really. I think that Luke Brooks will still average about 55 to the 60 mark. Uh, I do like Brooksy because he's got the jewel, and I think that's really handy. There's not too many of them around, uh, but I still think that's a little bit too much to play for Brooksy. If he was 360, I would have him in an absolute fucking heartbeat, but 560, a little bit too much for me. Uh, Kiri, Fogarty, 
Hastings, Tanner Boyd, Cogger, Sean O'Sullivan. None of those guys overly appealed to me. One guy that I am having a little look at is Braden Trindle. Um, halfback slash 5'8", so dual position, very handy to have. 439K, I don't mind that at all. Um, you know, that's a 43-point average. I think the Sharkies have a pretty good start to the season. Uh, he's only going to have to have one or two good games in that period to make a bit of money. Uh, so whilst I'm not totally convinced on the combination of Trindle and Nico Hines. Uh, I don't think Trindle's a bad option as a halfback to start the season or a 5'8". 439k, it's probably a little bit more than what I was willing to pay, uh, but I still think it's undervalued. I don't think there's any doubt about that whatsoever with Braden Trindle. Uh, I think I had some notes about him written down. Give me one second. Uh, Trindle, Trindle. Did I have him in halfback or 5'8"? Maybe I didn't have anything written down from Trindle. Um, so you have a look at his last five games last year uh, that he played with uh, Nico Hines. Uh, he averaged 57 across those games. So I do think there's growth in Trindle, 100%. I would love to see him get the goal kicking. That would just make the decision for me. Uh, but I do think there is a little bit of growth in Trindle there. And in dual position, really helps him. Um, Bud Sullivan, 390K. Far from a slam dunk, don't get me wrong. He's going to need attacking stats to go past 40. I'll be keeping an eye on him during the trials. Uh, Bud Sullivan's a really interesting one. I've got a gut feel that I probably won't end up going Bud Sullivan, but I think a lot of people will. To be honest with you, Aiden Caesar at 345k, dual position once again, very handy to have. Um, I was thinking about it today. If Adam Dewey is out, which I believe he will be for the first half of the season, is Aiden Caesar going to be the goal kicker for the West Tigers? If he's the goal kicker for the West Tigers, I start to have a look at him with a 34 point average. I think with goal kicking and, you know, in that team that. Surely they'll score a few tries with the side they've got and, you know, new people coming in and Benji in charge. Surely he can average 45-odd. Fucking surely. with goal, If he's got the goal kicking, surely Caesar can at least push into the 40s and maybe make it worthwhile to have him. Another guy we'll be watching very closely in trials. I'm assuming he'll be the halfback. I'm assuming Bud Sullivan uh, will be his uh, halves partner. So two guys will be watching come trials. Sean O'Sullivan a little bit cheaper and potentially with the goal kicking and the duel. I really hate it, but I don't mind it at the same time. I think Aiden Caesar could potentially be one of the better options of a bad bunch. Uh, Ronald Volkman recently signed with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, it depends. If Volkman gets a starting 5'8 role next to Benny Hunt, he solves all these problems and he comes straight in. He comes straight in. I don't have to think twice about it. He's my second half back behind probably Nathan Cleary. So I would bring Volkman in straight away. Um, obviously, you know, Shane Flanagan's the coach. He knows that he knows Kyle better than anyone can probably believe he can get the absolute get the absolute best out of him. So I am expecting Kyle to probably be the 5'8", but... I mean, if you were looking for a halfback, you'd probably go Kyle. But maybe as a 5'8", Volkman is the better option. And Flano, he did play a bit of 14 last year as well. Uh, you could argue he played his best uh, games in reserve grade at hooker. So, interesting to watch there. If Volkman gets the nod at 5'8", at 238k, he will be straight in. The other guy who will be straight in if he gets the nod at 5'8", uh, will be Chanel Harris-Tavita. He'll be a fucking lifesaver if he gets a 5'8 spot. I'm a huge Chanel Harris-Tavita fan. Uh, but I do think that the 5'8 will probably be uh, Tamare Martin or Luke Metcalf. I think Tamare Martin at the top, but I, I think CHT has got so much fucking ability. I would love to see him give it a real shake. Uh, so that's sort of how I'm looking 
at the halfback spot at the moment. No one else jumps out at me. Ilias, you know, 427K, no thank you. Chad Townsend, 380, no thank you. Uh, you know, you got your Drew Hutchinson, your Sandon Smiths of the world, mm, not doing it for me. Um, outside of that, no one really jumping out that could be an option. And no one else that I think could be a bolter to earn a spot in their side. So halfback. I think I will probably go with Nath Cleary to start. I think I'll solve one of those problems and then hopefully one of those other guys emerge. Uh, I don't think I'll have the money to go Cleary and Hines, realistically. I haven't put together a whole team yet, but I doubt I'd have the money to go both. If I could fit both in and I was happy with the rest of my team, I would consider it. But I, I think if you don't have them early, I don't think it's going to break your heart. That's just my vibe. So hopefully Nathan Cleary and someone else. When we get to 5'8", 5'8's interesting. Um, as I said when I went through the second row forwards, I'm gonna go Dil Bre- I'm gonna go Sean Lane um, in the second row. I think that at 446k, um, I think you have a look back to 2022. He averaged 69. He's priced at a 44 point average. I think Sean Lane's a slam dunk this year. I'll be having him in my second row, and I think I am gonna pair him up with Dil Brown. Haven't owned Dil Brown before, I don't think, or if I have, it was for a very small window. Uh, but 780k, it's a 76 point average. Uh, I'm not. A expecting to make money off Dill. If anything, I could lose a bit of money. But if I'm going heavy on Sean Lane and backing him in to bounce back this year, uh, that means that Dill Brown needs to have a good season as well. So happy to take Dill Brown. I think he's probably one of the safer options at 5'8", um, along with Cameron Munster. But I kind of like his upside over Cameron Munster, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Munster, I think he'll just always be a 70-point score. Uh, but I just, I don't know, I find him a little bit frustrating to watch from a super coach point of view. Cody Walker's the wild card. Uh, was up and down last year and averaged 69. Uh, I just, I'm not, I would rather go with Dill Brown and pair him up with Sean Lane there. Uh, other options at 5'8", Cody Nicarima, not for me. Tommy Dearden, he's an interesting one. Uh, 592K, which means he's priced at a 58-point average. I believe, from memory, Tommy Dearden, he's got pretty good base stats, get in and does a lot of work. You know, that's obviously a 58-point average uh, when the Cowboys weren't going too well. Uh, so if they can play some good footy, uh, he can probably bump that up. To be fair, in 2022, he averaged 58 as well. So uh, when they were going great, he averaged 58. When they were going average, he averaged 58 as well. So read into that however you will. 26 in base. Base, don't mind that for a half. Uh, and he it's not very often he falls below the 20 mark there, so pretty consistent. Um, yeah, he's got attacking stacks in him, no doubt about him. If the Cowboys are humming and going well, uh, he's a guy that I will be seriously considering. I think you also need to consider that, yes, he averaged 58 this year, uh, but... You know, he did have that, you know, there was a three-week period where he went 118, 95, 179. Uh, so that's a lot of points uh, that he scored in a three-week period. You take them out, it's probably a little bit more grim. Let's actually do that now. So this season, Tommy Dearden scored 1,334. Um, if we minus... 118, we minus 95, and we minus 179, the Tigers, the poor bastards. That gives him an overall score of 942, so it's a pretty big drop. Uh, Divide that by 20 games. Yeah, wow, okay. So his average actually drops by 10 points if you take out those three weeks where he absolutely fucking brained it. Uh, But that is the high end potential he's got. That's obviously a very negative way to look at Tommy Dearden. Uh, He's now gone back-to-back 58 
point average score season. So I don't mind the option for Tommy Deard, and you would have to think that if he did 58 last year when the Cowboys were struggling, potentially he can up it if they're doing well. He's a little bit more experienced. He's the main guy up there now as well. So I, I don't hate the Tom Deard option. It's not going to be for me, but I understand why a few of you have him. Uh, Jerome Lewi, no thank you. Matt Burton, no thank you. Luke Brooks, no thank you. Luke Keary, no thank you. Ezra Mam coming off that grand final. I don't know. You might be thinking Ezra Mam's full of confidence and he might be the guy to go. Not for me. Uh, you have a look at last season. I think he scored a, a fair whack of tries. What did he score? 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 odd tries in the regular season last year. He averaged 52 points in a team that was absolutely fucking humming. Uh, great player, Ezra Mam, but just doesn't do enough for me, super coach wise, for me to bring him in. Outside of that, Adam Dewey's at 5'8. You won't see him till mid season. Tyson Gamble's not the answer. Kieran Foran's not the answer. Uh, Jaden Campbell, we're going to talk about him in the fullback debate because uh, a lot of people are very, very keen on Jaden Campbell. I'm a little bit of a mixed bag on him. We'll talk about him uh, when we get to fullback. Um, Assi, no. Braden Trindle at 5'8", another option that you could consider there. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Dylan Walker, uh, Telltale Moan, you're obviously not going to pick. Bud Sullivan, dual position once again. Isaiah Katoa uh, from the Dolphins, 374K. I think you'll get more of the same from Isaiah over the next few years. Tamari Martin's available at 5'8", 363K. Aiden Caesar there again. Anthony Milford. Kyle Flan. Flanagan. If Kyle Flanagan is playing 5-8 for the Dragons, uh, 310K, you have a look at him, but probably not for me. K.O. Weeks, he's a very, very popular pick. Uh, K.O. Weeks, fullback slash 5-8, 273K. I think a lot of people will pick him at 5-8. I think he's probably the favorite to land the 5-8 spot down there. Uh, but I'll be completely honest with you. When he got his opportunity for Manly last year, as I've said on a number of occasions, I was far from impressed. If anything, I was really disappointed by his output uh, when he was playing decent minutes. So, uh, you know, there's uh, – what have we got? We've got three 80-minute games there. Uh, he played 80 minutes against the Panthers, to be fair. Scored 24 points. Played 80 minutes against the Titans. Scored 29 points. And then played 80 minutes against the Newcastle Knights. Scored 20 points there. Uh, that was at fullback, to be fair. But yeah, then he played 70 minutes against the Parramatta Eels. Scored 70 to his... No, scored 49 to his credit. Uh, but yeah, had, you know, uh, 28 in creative stats. I don't know. I just... I really, really loved the look of KO Weeks when I first saw him in first grade uh, back in 2022. But then he got his opportunities last year. And he just didn't impress for me. So my jury's really out with KO Weeks. If he's starting at 5'8", I can get why people are going him. Um, but... Yeah, I'm not completely convinced. You've obviously got Ethan Strange at 238K. It would not surprise me in the slightest if we get a few weeks in and KO Weeks gets swapped out for Ethan Strange or if Ethan Strange does start there. Um, they're two 5'8 options that will be very, very popular this year. Personally, I'm not overly convinced on either of them. If I can avoid them and maybe move in a different direction somewhere else, I probably think I will because I think there's every chance that KO Weeks... He gets every box ticked. He wins the 5-8 spot. He locks it down for the first few weeks, and I think he could still average 35, which I think would be very disappointing. He'd make very little money on him. He'd be a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not overly convinced by either of those two. Uh, you've obviously got a couple of guys that are probably long shots, but fuck, I hope they get a shot. Latu Finu, obviously the, at the West Tigers. Um, 
you know, he's, he's obviously baseman. I don't think he's ready for first grade yet. Uh, but, geez, it would be a little blessing in Supercoach if, like, a Caesar or a Bud Sullivan was to get an injury in preseason and Latu was to come in and it'd solve a lot of issues and free up a lot of cash for people, probably make a little bit of cash. I don't think Latu would absolutely brain it, but if he can just come up with one or two attacking stats in the first three weeks, uh, then you would make some coin off him and you could move him on. Outside of that, no one else that really stands out to me in the 5'8 department. Um, so I'm not quite sure what... I'm going to go with Dylan Brown. I'm pretty confident in saying I'll have Cleary and Dill Brown. The other two spots are sort of open. It will depend what happens there. Uh, you know, and a lot of the options I'm not overly keen on, whether it be a Trindle, whether it be an Aiden Seether, a KO Weeks. Uh, I'm just not quite sure which direction I'm going to go in there. Plenty of options. We've just got to somehow navigate it and find the right one. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what my halves and 5.8s are going to look like. The more I look at it and the more I'm unhappy with positions, the more I think, well, fuck, if I can maybe start with Nico Hines, if I've got the money to start with Hines and Cleary, do I maybe just run with it and see how I go and just leave them there for the entire season? Uh, it's something that I, the more and more I look at these options, the more and more I am sort of considering that. So really interesting times. I think the Haas are going to be very tough this year, as is every position. Uh, but for me... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. That's sort of what I'm thinking at the moment. Cleary, Dill Brown... And then I've got to work out what the fuck the other two spots are going to look like. But once again, if you've got money elsewhere and you're running without Cleary and Dill Brown or you're running without Cleary or Hines, I can actually understand it. I don't think they're going to hurt you massively in the first few weeks. Uh, I don't see them going those 150, you know, 180 Hines areas in the first few weeks. I think it will be tight. Uh, you know, at worst, if they do, you know, Cleary's going to have to average, you know, 95 odd to go up in money. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't hate that. I think it's more likely you'd probably go sub 90 average uh, to start the season then go above it. So if you're running without them, I don't mind it. Uh, but nothing else is just appealing to me. And I think I might just take the points and the safety of having those two guys and save the trades to use them elsewhere. Uh, but it might leave me a little bit short in the kitty. There's no doubt about that. Plenty to go through. I think we'll have a much better idea of what halves are looking like when we get to the start of the season proper. I think Trials, West Tigers, they're going to be a huge fucking watch. Ronald Volkman is going to be a huge watch at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now, a heap of water to go under the bridge still uh, and a heap of changes to come in the halves. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.